today. Uh, the Supreme Court issues a new ruling heard around the nation. Atlanta police officer was fired after fatally shooting Richard Brooks and Chaz, Seattle's Chaz, changes its name to something way better. You're not going to want to miss it. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Chad Prather, America's favorite cowboy, also host of the Chad Prather Show here on Blaze TV. Thanks Good for to be with you. With your mustache. mustache. <laughs> you hate your it. Mustache. I love that you hate it. I don't hate it. I hate it. I but I'm keeping it growing just because people hate it. I don't hate it. I got a weird... I never hated it, but I like it more with the beard. With but the beard. that's, we'll get it. That's not, I guess that's not news of the mm. day. I mean, it kind of is. But yeah, well, you got a flat butt, according to Twitter. <laughs> Which I'm like, wow, Twitter, you really have never seen me stand up. Uh, also joined by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Eric July, back in the house. Thanks for being here as well. Uh, we've got a lot to get into. So, uh, landmark 6-3 ruling. The Supreme Court decided today that uh, Title VII, which protects workers from employment discrimination on the basis of gender, can be interpreted to include discrimination based on sexual orientation as well. Uh, this, of course, extends the protections of uh, federal employment law to LGBT individuals. Um, this was an unexpected ruling, and it was, uh, who was it? It was Roberts, of course, mm -hmm. who sided on the liberal side, and also Gorsuch, which was kind of seen as uh, a break from his usual opinion. He is very much a textualist. He usually goes by the exact text, uh, or so we're told. And here it is, 6-3 ruling, and it is now redefined the uh, the federal law. What do you what are your thoughts, Chad? Well, just in in a nutshell, it was going to happen at some point in time, especially if we're continuing down the road we're going. So it happened now. I mean, it is what it is, and there we go. Uh, the only thing I'll say to that is, if Barack Obama is the president who gets the credit for gay marriage, then Donald Trump mm. should get the credit for this. Mm. But see, they won't do that. That's the hypocrisy. I would like to defer to Eric, who has a pretty profound point on this. Yeah. So look. This all starts with sort of, if we go all the way back, civil rights movement, civil rights act. I've long stated that I'm, I'm against it because it's an anti-property right act. For whatever reason, when we talk about what happened, be it, be it Jim Crow or something like that, people seem to forget that Jim Crow, as an example, was state endorsed and sanctioned racism. And especially in the South, people and businesses that did not want to, let's say, segregate were forced to do it. Mm -hmm. Landmark Supreme Court case. Look at uh, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. Prime example. Mm -hmm. When you look at the separate boxcar act, which forced businesses to uh, separate. Right. They had to separate the colored folk from the white folk. And the, the actual boxcar, the Louisiana boxcar company that was involved in that was actually against the original law. Why? Because it hurt their pockets. They had to buy more boxcars and stuff like that. This, these are instances that happened all throughout the South. But one thing, if they were like, OK, let's get rid of all of those laws, because those are anti-property rights laws, because you're telling businesses who they can and cannot serve. Mm. Now we're moving into now and we're still having this sort of idea. I know since then, obviously, individual states have come up with their Civil Rights Act and so forth. I've long talked about what happened out there in Oregon with same situation. Bake the cake, mm -hmm. yada, yada. Whoever needs to hear this, this is the fact. 
discrimination is implied with private property rights. Mm-hmm. And you have, you should be free to discriminate against anybody for any reason. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't mean that I have to like it. Doesn't mean that I have to agree with it. Would I actually prefer that people tell me straight up, hey, I don't want to, yeah, I'd rather you put the sign up there. Say you don't sell to me. Now they're all in hiding. I don't know who, who pocket I'm lining that may have <laughs> racist CEOs and racist boards. I have absolutely no idea. But it doesn't matter what the reason is, and we seem to lose sight of that. People should be free to discriminate for whatever reason because it's their actual private property. Doesn't matter if it's the places of employment, the businesses and stuff that they own for whatever reason. Now, I think if people were free to do this, I think it would be a lot fewer people than they anticipate that would be openly discriminating against anybody for whatever reason, because at the end of the day, money's green and they want everybody's money. And if you decline them, there's going to be another guy right across the street like I accept your money. And you got loud mouth people like me that say I get on the Internet and say, hey, look, this this business over here wants, doesn't want to sell to black people. And you may have other folks that are like, OK, I don't want to give my money to them. But we lose sight of that. Right. It's, it's about private property rights. That's what it ultimately boils down to. And if we keep down this road um, and it's not just going at the federal level, it's at the state level where everybody seems to have an issue with businesses, individuals discriminating against anybody for any reason. And it's funny because a lot of this comes from the same guys that are like they want to separate church from state. Mm-hmm. All that is, is basically legalizing more, not legalized, more so you're forcing everybody to abide by your personal morals. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happening now and has been happening for for years and that people force their morality on everybody else. And in a lot of cases, again, we saw that out there in Oregon, they will sue the pants off of you or attempt to in the event that you don't want to line their pockets, which to me is silly. What these acts and so forth, no matter who upholds them, all they say is that you want people to hate you, that hate you, you want them to be forced to take your money. And to me, that's a silly position. Well, and so just to to kind of further that point, uh, when it comes to religion, the court did not address whether religious organizations, uh, you know, a lot of them have uh, they they prohibit openly gay individuals from serving as employees. There's they didn't say whether or not there would be some sort of a carve out uh, or exception to this ruling. So that is kind of up in the air uh, or whether transgender individuals who have not had gender reassignment surgery can be considered members of the opposite sex which, as we know, is going on right now in women's athletics. That's a huge topic in women's athletics. Um, So, Chad, what are your thoughts? Because I tend to agree with Eric as well that I never understood why, you know, let's take the cake baking Mm -hmm. uh, case, which was a huge case, um, uh, you know, in regards to this. Why do you want to force someone who doesn't believe in your yeah. in your marriage? Why would you want them making your cake to begin with? I'd rather know and give my money to someone else. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. But before I do, uh, I agree with Eric. And I also I want to know who I'm doing business with. I don't want you to be in yeah. hiding. I don't want you to be able to hide behind some legislation Absolutely. that you're being forced yeah. to do. Because I've heard people who say, well, I don't want to deal with Jews, right? I, you, hate to, you hate that that even exists in the world today, but there are the people out there who that's their attitude. For whatever reason, that's their attitude, and I don't like that. Um, you can't legislate morality. And that's the libertarian in me saying, I don't care, even on abortion, even if you pass legislation, what is the argument? Well, people are still going to go find a way to get them. You can't legislate morality. And at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do with this. So people are going to do what people are going to do regardless. Now, to your point, when you take the LGBT community, you have to put them here and say that's the community. Then you have the movement, the LGBTQ movement. And it's no different from... 
Black yep, Lives absolutely. That Matter versus BLM as a movement. Now it's become a political agenda. And they say they always operate under the guise we want equality. They don't want equality. They want control. So when you say that hasn't been carved out yet, it's just a matter of time until it is because there's never enough. There is no satiating the movement. The movement is always collecting more. It's a snowball rolling down the hill. You can't give it enough. It's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because they're never satisfied. It's insatiable. Well, so you said you can't legislate morality, which I completely agree with. But it's a big debate. A lot of people would come back at me on that, but that's just where I stand on it. Well, but I mean, you know, when you're talking about legislating, though, it also concerns me because this feels a lot like legislating from the bench, mm-hmm. right? Because you have the Supreme Court that's basically redefining uh, what the Civil Civil Rights Act meant. And I, it's very clearly not in there. We know that there were gay people who existed whenever they whenever they made this act, whenever they enacted it. So it ju- really what concerns me is that we've got, you know, two, two Trump picks, uh, one of whom decided to side with the, the liberal side on this in what I believe to be legislating from the bench. Eric, am I off base there? Not necessarily, but that's the scary thing about, you know, federal, federal laws and Supreme Courts and, and so forth. That's the scary thing. And more so definitely when it comes to the Supreme Court is the precedent that it sets right. going forward. So how are they going to spin other acts that, it, mm-hmm. that exists? And you know, once that gets to the point, it's going to be referenced like, well, we did this and we made this exception for this law. Why can't we do it for this, 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 and this, and this? Mm-hmm. So it's always a precedent set. That's the dangers uh, of something. And this is why I always talk about, look, my dream I know as the libertarian in me will be for the conservatives to get out there and actually get active yeah. and, and start and stop talking or about uh, more so being on the defense all the time than Philly Shield and just doing this doing this all the time instead of getting on the attack and actually swinging and by that I mean let's act some of these laws that exist that are completely outdated they're uh, unnecessary and they violate the private property rights of certain individuals and this is what I wish they would do because what happens as long as the stuff is in the books and this is the unfortunate thing there's so many laws man there's so many laws I mean not just at the state level but absolutely at the federal level and those are always going to be up for anticipation uh, as we progress you know what I mean as a society and unfortunately there's going to be people that like you said definitely that group and i we've talked about this with blm as well it's never going to be enough it's going it's way beyond trying to sort of equal the playing field and more about we want to be acknowledged accepted and we not more importantly they want it to be endorsed Mm -hmm. and it's like they want every facet of their life to be uh, approved by you and if you don't then you're the worst person in the world and they're willing to unfortunately utilize the state to impose those particular morals on everybody else and that's when it gets dangerous and I don't care just because uh, I may agree in theory or something like that I'm a very consistent person when it comes to this particular issue I wouldn't want my personal ideals to be in, endorsed by the state more so forcing everybody else to imp- uh, you know right. abide by my personal moral or my social preferences and this is why I always say I know a lot of people get it twisted libertarianism has absolutely nothing to do with your social preferences and everything to do with private property rights it doesn't matter I can completely think you're the most ugliest person in the world and you can still be a libertarian so as long as you aren't aggressing upon me or advocating aggression upon uh, other people and that's the foundation of what private property rights is about it's about that freedom and sometimes freedom can be ugly Mm -hmm. and people need to understand that but if we keep going down this step 
where everyone wants this exception. They want to be acknowledged. And then everybody has to cater their businesses and personal lives uh, around that. And not only that, it's like illegal for them to do that. You see some of this stuff that happens out there in like the UK as well. You can't say certain things, can't make memes and do all of these different things. And it may be illegal in some cases. And that's sort of the direction that we're going towards when everybody looks to let's use the state to impose our personal morality, and that's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. What happens when they say, okay, out of 100% of all the money you spend, 20% of that has to go to LGBT businesses, 20% of that has to go to minority or African-American businesses. You can cut that up any way you want to. Now they're making demands on you. So that's actually the, the other side of the coin on this thing, because if they can control that, they can control anything. They're just going to start writing the rules, and you got to check off every box. And if not, well, then you're in violation of the moral code. All right, we've got a lot more to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, iTarget Pro. Uh, now, I know there are some people who, you know, most of the country's opening up, but I know that there are some people who are still a little bit concerned being in public spaces, being, you know, maybe on a gun range with someone. You don't know where they've been on the other side of it. So, Maybe your dad is one of those people. Maybe your family member is one of those people. If you are looking for a great gift idea for Father's Day, for a father who is a little bit timid of the COVID still, okay, you got to consider iTarget Pro. Uh, iTarget Pro is like the coolest way to dry fire train with your gun at home. You can use their app that you download to your phone, and they have a laser bullet that you can put directly in your gun. You dry fire over and over and over again, and you're not shooting holes in your wall which is really, really convenient. Uh, it is safe, and it will save you a ton of money on ammunition. iTarget Pro pays for itself in ammunition, all the ammunition that you're saving, and all of the gun range fees that you're saving. It pays for itself. Now, obviously, dry fire training is going to help you with muscle memory, help you with target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, uh, and so much more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers so you can stay sharp with all of your firearms. For Father's Day, we've got a great deal right now. You can get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code NEWS. That is iTargetPro.com. 10% off right now. Plus free shipping. All you got to do is use offer code news. But get on that, guys, because Father's Day is coming up. It is right around the corner. iTargetPro.com. An Atlanta police officer was fired early yesterday following the fatal shooting of a black man, which, of course, has triggered new unrest, new protests uh, on top of the old ones that were already going on. A lot of tension right now. Rayshard Brooks, who was 27 years old, was fatally shot by police at a Wendy's drive through after officials said he resisted arrest and stole an officer's taser. Now, uh, he apparently fell asleep in the Wendy's drive through on Friday and had failed a field sobriety test. So um, if, for those of you who are watching uh, on video, you can see this particular incident taking place from the dash cam. Uh, he ran from the officers. At one point, he aimed the taser at police before the officer fired his weapon. And uh, he has been fired now. Um, the mayor actually made a statement and said, while there may be debate as to whether this was an appropriate use of deadly force, I firmly believe that there is a clear distinction between what you can do and what you should do, which is very confusing to me, ultimately, because, I mean, you're talking about whether or not an officer has a reason to use deadly force. That seems like it probably should be something that's 
cut and dry, right? Not not getting into the murky waters of what you can do versus what you should do, what might happen, what might not. Uh, but he is fired for now. And um, Chad, what were your thoughts when you uh, saw this particular incident and the ramifications of it? A lot of thoughts. Uh, we go into it in pretty in-depth on my show tonight. And I, 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 look, I, go, I get very transparent about some of the things I've done. I mean, I've passed out in the drive-thru late at night in a Whataburger and stuff Have like that. Oh, I've got stories. Oh, but anyway, that's a sad deal. I mean, the guy goes out. He has some drinks. He's going to Wendy's. It's a typical night out. And the thing is, you know, he's drinking and driving and it is what it is. Uh, and the thing becomes very, very unfortunate. He didn't go out with the intention of losing his life that night. But to just look at it like this, it's real easy for people to armchair quarterback this and say, okay, you should have shot him in the leg. Or, you know, you hear all these things. Or, or a taser yeah. is, not, is not a deadly weapon. But it is. It is. And especially that level of taser right. Right. that police officers carry you need a license for that a special license for that you shoot somebody wrong in the wrong way even if you shoot them in the right way it can be you could also incapacitate them enough to steal their gun take their gun there's there's a lot of scenarios that are there but let's face it you're making split second reactions adrenaline is pumping it's late at night it's dark this guy's wrestling with you this is a grown man this is a man who's scared he is uh, he's been drinking. He's scared. He's got adrenaline. He's trying to escape. Uh, there's a lot going on right there. You don't know if he's got a 38 tucked in his belt that he turns around and fires back at you. There's a lot of unknowns. Had this been one of my family members that was law enforcement, and that has, is what had happened, and they turned and fired something at my family member, just making it personal and very subjective, I would say this is the place where you use lethal force. Of course, they're going to go down there. They're going to, you know, things are going to burn the Wendy's down, which is ridiculous. Wendy's didn't shoot the guy. Uh, which a white chick did, by the but way. But a white, white girl I'm did, it, apparently. It's just, it's just nonsense. Um, and I, I, there was a white woman that got killed in the recent days. She got shot by law enforcement. But they, they ain't going to release that body cam. I didn't right? hear it. So, exactly. So, they're going to make these things all about a race issue. This is one of those situations where you, it's cut and dried. This is cut and dried. I got up this morning and I read an NBC article. Uh, the headline said, you know, ruled as a homicide. And I'm like, how'd you rule it? That guy hasn't been to court. I mean, he might be accused of it. Right. That might be what's there. A medical examiner may say cause of death. But, I mean, even that's not what they were going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, they're already judge and jury on this thing. And I think the George Floyd thing taking so long to arrest Derek Chauvin, uh, which should have happened immediately, they're trying to compensate for that right. and do this. So, Eric, I, um, you know, I know your thoughts on defunding the police for real <laughs> yeah. and, you know, privatization yeah. of everything uh-huh. as a libertarian. Uh-huh. But I guess my my bigger question and then I'll let you go off on on your, <laughs> what I'm sure is going to be an incoming rant. But my bigger question is what whoever is, is going to be there to protect us. What kind of people are we going to attract if we tell them you're not supposed to be able to defend And that's yourself? the other side of this that I don't think I definitely on the show have talked about. It goes both ways where people expect police officers to be like dead shot in the comic, you know. Yeah. They expect these guys to be lightning speed reaction, the most athletic, know all the martial arts 
shoot someone just right in in the in the right area at that make split second right. decisions like they have bullet time as a Max Payne reference for those of us that video mm-hmm. game. They act as if they have all of that and they don't. Right. And but that's another issue as to I think when the power when you look at the power structure of like you know will it be the police and it, it grows kind of because of that because people have this un, just ridiculous. Um, expectation by way of what they should do, and people talk about training and uh, and, all, and all of these different things, and that's the the thing. When I watched it finally, and I was like, it one thing led to another, led to another, led to another. It's not like cut and dry. And then I look at look, it's not cut and dry in a sense that well, cop shot guy dead wrong. Right. It's not it's not it's not that easy. As much and again, you're saying this is the guy at the table that on any other given day I would be. I don't know, still don't like the just like the cops in, in, in a sense. But the, the thing about that is that, like you said, no matter what it's replaced with, at what point in time is it appropriate to use lethal force? And my whole idea is that if I'm looking at it from a personal perspective, if someone turned whatever, the tasers look like guns in a lot of cases, um, and turned and, sh- and pointed it at me, I'm going to shoot them. Right. Like, that's just how, how, how I react. And we have that expectation no matter what else it was. Now, I get it if we're talking about what led up to that point, the escalation, like wh- why did they arrest? Everybody has their uh, their opinions as far as how specifically that handled. What I don't like out of all of this, and I've even seen this from my fellow libertarian, that people talk about this particular supposed crime mm-hmm. does not equal a death sentence. I hate that argument because it's a terrible argument that you wouldn't dare apply to anywhere else. Mm-hmm. If someone, let's say, was robbing my house and I shot him and they died, Maybe they text, I don't know, their friend said, I'm going to Eric's house and I'm going to steal his TV. I have absolutely no way of knowing what that guy's anticipation was. And I've said on this show plenty of different times, you'd be foolish not to treat an invasion like it wasn't a deadly invasion. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, is that in generally every other thing, we don't look at it. I mean, it's easy, like you said, on the armchair side of things, we look at it after the fact and we say, well, that shouldn't have led to that. And it's like. So many different things. And I don't expect cops. I don't expect anybody. If it was a private. Let's say if it was the 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 I don't know, Wendy's Frosty Police or whatever, <laughs> what, it, what it was. And they was like, all right, we got to get you up out of here. And let's say some escalated and it got to that point. No matter who it was, it's hard to make the case that in those split second ordeals, this should have happened versus that, that shouldn't have happened. And generally, if it wasn't a cop, people wouldn't apply that same sort of expectation that they should be having the I mean, the expertise in everything to the point to where they shoot someone. And if they do shoot someone, they don't kill them or they don't shoot them at all. Or they I don't know, expect them to be Michael Johnson going to run them, run them down. I don't know what people expect, but that is also part of the problem. And it goes both sides. And I say that as a person that. On any other given day, I despise this institution, but I'm also I don't expect this sort of unrealistic. I don't have this unrealistic expectation when it comes to how they use force or just policing this this concept in general, because I know they're not superheroes. Yeah, I know Ch- they're not. Chad, last word on this. I mean, I, I do. I, I agree with what Eric's point is. I do have a, a little bit of higher standard for my, you know, for the police officers as far as maybe the training that they receive. But when you're talking about, like Eric said, in this life or death moment and you've got something turned on you, you've got a weapon turned on you. 
who the hell do we expect to sign up for that job when we're telling them you're going to get fired if you defend your own life? Yeah, it's a hard thing. Uh, a lot of requirements, a lot of responsibility, a lot of stuff placed on police officers. Um, I've been handcuffed five times in my life, uh, four times in this country, uh, one time out of I told you, I got a lot of stories. <laughs> I've never resisted arrest. Uh, it's always been it wound up the way things go. Uh, and, yeah, I've said for 30 years that the two um, professions in America that should be harder to get and better paid are teachers and law enforcement. Uh, it's too easy to become a cop. It's too easy to become a teacher in America. Uh, and they're two very important roles in terms of, of what they do. And, and Eric and I probably have a lot of the same ideas on, on that. And, and that's – it's just – these guys are they're asked to do a lot of things in a split second. People get away from the television, get away from the movies. That's not the way this goes down. If you don't believe me, then come over to Texas Gun Experience in Grapevine. Yes. We'll shoot in the range with a paper target. and We'll just see how good you are. Yeah. I promise you it's a different story when somebody's coming back at you. Yeah. All right. We have got more coming up, including Chaz, the new country of Chaz. They've Every already time decided. somebody says that, I'm like, what? Well, I, they I would get your name wrong for a week. I've been turning around thinking people are talking to me. <laughs> that would be really sad if your name was Chaz instead of Chad. Uh, but uh, they've changed their name. And uh, they I guess they, I don't know what problem they had with the word Chaz. I don't know what they thought that evokes. But mm. we'll get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So if you are a dog owner and obviously you love your dog, we ha we treat our dogs like family here in the United States because we're not China, so we're not eating them. Um, and uh, so you know the, uh, the dry dog food that you're buying your dogs, if that's what you're buying them, you may think that you are getting them all of the nutrients that they need to live a long, healthy life, but you're not because they've got to kill all of the good stuff in it to give them that long shelf life with the dry dog food. So that is where Rough Greens comes in, and that is what you need to make sure your dog gets all the nutrients it needs to live a happy, healthy life. It is a supplement that you sprinkle on top of the dog's food. You're not going to replace your food with it, but it's going to contain um, massive amounts of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega oils, antioxidants. It's got it all, and it will support a healthy skin and coat. It improves your dog's digestion, and it gives your dog, especially if you've got an older dog, it's going to improve mobility, joint health. It's going to give them their energy back, and if you have a picky eater like mine, they will eat it right up, and you will know that they are getting the nutrition that they need. You can take the Rough Greens 14-Day Jumpstart Challenge today for $14.95. It's only $14.95, and you will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. All right, all you got to do is go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F-greens.com slash blaze. The new Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or as uh, we like to call it, Chaz, because it's just so fitting for these people. Uh, they've decided that they don't want to be known as Chaz. They have now changed their name to CHOP, the Capitol Hill organized protest. Uh, they were facing concerns that they were not fully autonomous, as the, the previous name suggested, because, you know, there were documentations, there were videos of uh, the, quote, independent demonstrations receiving pizza and food deliveries, calling the fire department of Seattle to report a nearby dumpster on fire, 
calling so fitting uh, emergency services for assistance in several medical emergencies and, of course, having dirt, compost and plants trucked in for their community garden, which they promptly planted on pizza boxes. Good luck to you guys in getting anything to grow in that garden with the topsoil on top of the pizza box. But I digress. Uh, So 10 to 15 informal leaders of the protest in Capitol Hill just they met. They met to to decide on a new name. And now it will be called CHOP. I don't think it's going to catch on. I don't think it's going to catch on. I think everyone knows it as Chaz, and I think they will forever be known as Chaz. But as you can see, if you're watching on video, uh, they've made the signs that say, Welcome to CHOP. Please enjoy your stay. I'm not so sure people are enjoying their stay, though, Chad. All the videos that I've seen from over the weekend, a lot of violence, a uh, lot of uh, really, really bad things going on there. I was told it was going to be peaceful. Mama call him Clay, I'm going to call him Clay. I don't know if you remember that from <laughs> coming course, to America. You know about whether it should be Muhammad Ali. Mama call him Chaz, I'm going to call him Chaz. Uh, it's Chaz to me. Um, you know, our own Elijah Schaefer. Yes. Uh, slightly offensive. He's up there. He is. He's such a fool. <laughs> And I say that in the most loving kind. He's a fool. I do every day. And, and, and I'm like, so why are you doing this, Elijah? All Saturday night, he's sending me clips. Three in the morning, he's sending me clips yeah. from up there. And I'm like, I can't post this. I mean, he was sending me stuff. There's a lot of things he's posted from there. But there's a lot of things like, I can't post. And, and you want to. But can you imagine going in and we're going to have a group? Uh, uh, let's have a little committee meeting of the leaders here of Chaz. We got to change the name. What do you want to call it? Capitol Hill official protest. Chop. Chops what we're going to walk away with. This whole thing is an exercise in mental illness. If you look at this, these people are crazy. They're nuts. They have no idea what they're doing. I mean, you're watching the videos of this stuff. They're having to import their goods. And the, the naked for, guy yeah. running around. Yeah, I mean, still not that's sure a why. perfect example of this is mental illness. They're arguing over the only ladder in their country. I mean, they're ready to kill each other over a ladder the other night. Uh, this stuff, it's, it's a one big cosplay. You got the Power Rangers running around in there. Uh, Wait, somebody, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you talking about the uh, there, the, the, yeah. po- the police force yeah. in shop? Okay, let's play the because Elijah. This is Elijah's, Elijah. Yeah, uh, met up with the new police force of Chop, and here is what they were. Oh, look at this! Oh, pardon me, Fox. What, what, what is the characters? Uh, oh, well, I go by Red Ranger. This is Spirit Fox, Captain Service. We're the Seattle superheroes. We patrol around, keep people safe, that kind of thing. Hey, keep keep Seattle safe. We love you back. You guys stay safe tonight, okay? Superheroes, huh? That's- Did you see the guy who was like showing how the Romans, you know, behind his plywood is ducking behind his shield? I'm like, well, we got a flamethrower. <laughs> I, I, I think that, you know, people go, why don't people just go in and put an end to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, just let it play out a few more days and you're going to have what you got. Granted, that six city blocks in Seattle, which is a gorgeous city. It's a beautiful city. Crazy, but it's beautiful. I love going to Seattle. I've been there twice this year. Um, I think it's going to be beautiful after It's just this. this, I mean, it's a damn shame is what it is that these folks are. Get your kids, people. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Go get your kids and bring them in. Go get your kids. Let them live in the basement again, Because Mom. here's okay. what's going to happen. Somebody said this morning on an article, is this today's, is this our Woodstock? Dear God, I hope not. Because if these people are in there procreating, we're screwed. <laughs> Eric. Yeah, man, this is um, something else. I don't know what else to call it, but it's something. Something. Something else. Thank um, you for, thank no, you for sense, self-censoring. It, it's, 
it's interesting that they changed the name more so to benefit themselves um, so they can have people come and go and get get the benefit of not necessarily being a country and dealing with all of the other stuff that comes with that. Yeah, they but don't want to not qualify for yeah, welfare. Yeah, exactly. So they, they want to make sure that they and call it an organized protest when it's not really that. It has seen the turn in this whole festival like where people are coming and going. And it's it, it's bizarre. It's weird. I don't know what exactly. Um, to call it, but I do agree with Chad that you should let it play out to see what exactly happens. Unfortunately, there are businesses that are within those areas that are having a tough time, um, mm. and those are, are the ones that I feel for because they didn't sign up for this, and they have nothing to do with this, and unfortunately, there's nothing that they can do um, to to stop whatever foolishness is, is going on. But yeah, this escalated into something that we can't even define as far as what it actually is. It started as this, and it's funny to have their own, like, uh, their own versions of the mech police uh, there with the Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, privatized security, I guess. <laughs> Maybe not, not quite. Uh, but whatever it is that they're doing, we should let it play out. It does feel like people are trying to, as their cities burn to the ground, are trying to incentivize Trump to react. Uh, which is seemingly what they want him to do, because if he does, it's going to be like, oh, why would you do this? You're a tyrant, dictator, racist, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all, all of these sorts of things. So it's one of those things that you got to let play out. And like I said, what I want to hear, I said this on the last, I think it was Friday, maybe I was here. While I was talking about, I want to hear from the people of Seattle. I want to hear how they feel about it. Not the guys that are coming and going that are with all of this whatever weird thing mm. that they have going. The people that are there, like, how do they actually feel about this? And I would love to to know their thoughts. Definitely the people that have businesses in the area, that live in the area. I would love to know their, their particular thoughts on what's exactly going place and how they think people should react and so forth. Because we are getting it from, from one angle. Um, things that are happening there that we catch on video, it seems that the politicians, be it the mayor, someone's like, well, that's not really what's happening. It was like, well, it's on video of it. That's kind of <laughs> exactly what's kinda happening. <laughs> it's kind of happening. But it, it does show sort of they want to pretend what it is not. You know what I mean? Out of And it was they want to pretend it out of existence. Like, it's just like a thing. Oh, it's just. This is going down. It's just there's this little thing that's going on. This block little party. Yeah, a little, yeah, right. little block party and stuff like that when it's not really that. And it is. I, I will agree that it's hard to define exactly what in the world that it's going. It does seem that it has this sort of communistic and they thing don't, going They on. don't even know yeah. why yeah. they're there. Yeah. They don't wow. even know. It's like, and again, it seems like people are coming and leaving. Like, it's like yeah. you get people that come there, they hang out, and then they go to their house, you know, yeah. that's outside of the autonomous zone. So I don't know what's actually going on, but for sure... Let it play out. Let's see, let's see what happens. Uh, Chad, uh, one more question. Eric mentioned that people are going in and out. Do we know, have you heard from Elijah? I haven't talked to him about this. How, how is he, how are they letting reporters, so independent journalists, here's in what, and out? Here's what Elijah told me. He, I asked him, I said, is any mainstream media there? He said, Fox is there. And uh, he, he named off another, but it was still not a mainstream yeah. deal. So Jack Posobiec, as we've seen, is there. He, he's not there, but he has some people has there. People on the ground. Uh, Elijah, of course, is there. And Elijah said after he docks the Portland leader of Antifa by releasing a video of him saying, unless we set fires, nobody hears what we're saying. Uh, you know, those guys don't like being seen without their masks on. Mm -hmm. So he has had to change clothes and outfits about three or four times a day because they're actually looking for him in that six-block oh, wow. deal. 
And he, he just, texted he me. He should just dress up like one of those superheroes. Well, he dresses yeah. as one of them. I mean, trust me when I tell you, when Elijah goes in, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Like, he's an expert at this thing. So he sent me a picture of a little selfie. He had the Mexican flag bandana around his face. And he was carrying a half-drink bottle of wine, you know. And so, I mean, he was totally <laughs> in the character. Uh, but he sent me a deal. He said, man, I'm, I'm out here getting drunk with the guys from Daily Caller right now. So... <laughs> Like, Not sure if you wanted that part repeated I mean, on TV. Probably didn't, but I don't care, man. <laughs> it's just funny. Anything goes at this point. Schaefer's so funny. Uh, he just does this crazy stuff. I honest to God wish I was with him. Uh, I, I really do. I just, just because of, and I'm a little bit of a bleeding heart in that regard because as a father of five kids, I look at some of these people and I think, I, t- I texted my two oldest daughters last night. They're in their 20s. And I said, thank you for not being crazy. Thank you. But my heart goes out to some of these people because I see it and I'm like, not their cause, not their agenda, but just the brokenness that has to exist in the human heart, in the soul, in the psyche, in the mind of somebody to feel the need to go out, to be so disenfranchised that you have to connect yourself with this type of chaos in order to feel like you belong to something. Uh, I feel saddened by that. Yeah. I really do. And I, I won't get into the solutions that I think should happen, but that, it's a sad deal to watch. Uh, apparently, Chad Prather has a much kinder heart than I do. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Governor Cuomo of New York is threatening to shut down Manhattan. Now, you might think that it's because of all of the protests going on. Not so. He's actually telling New Yorkers to rat out uh, violators, business violators. He said that they are getting reports from all across the state that there are violations. And he's asking citizens to rat out businesses that didn't comply with restrictions. Now, here's the big catch for me that I want to get to because I know we don't have a lot of time and I, and I want to be able to jump to it. So, De Blasio, meanwhile, because of this, they've hired a bunch of contact tracing workers. Now, just so you know how serious government officials are taking the coronavirus, literally from a New York publication, it says the hundreds of contact tracing workers hired by the city under de Blasio's new test and trace campaign have been instructed not to ask anyone who's tested positive for COVID-19 whether they recently attended a freaking demonstration. City Hall confirmed to the city publication. So you've got the governor threatening to shut down businesses who are, quote, violating uh, procedures and new rules because of coronavirus. You've also got de Blasio saying that they are not going to ask people if they have attended the protest. Media jumping in on this, of course. Eric, I know, has something to say. I can see the look on his face in my peripheral vision. Uh, The media, of course, latching on to the same type of mentality. Uh, NBC News tweeted the These two tweets in less than an hour apart. Number one, Rally for Black Trans Lives draws packed crowd to Brooklyn Museum Plaza with a a picture of a giant crowd of people not social distancing. The next tweet, uh, less than an hour later, President Trump plans to rally his supporters uh, next Saturday for the first time since most of the country was shuttered by the coronavirus. But health experts are questioning that decision. Uh, so there you have it right there. Apparently COVID does not, does not affect people who are protesting for the right woke reasons. Eric. This is unbelievable. And it shows, as I've said many times, the game is rigged. Mm-hmm. It is a rigged game. 
They make the rules up on the fly, and if they don't want to follow them, they get to change them, and if they want to change them back, they get to change them back. This is a completely illogical approach. It makes absolutely no sense why you would, and, and I would hope anybody, if anything, would see that these health experts and these officials aren't to be taken seriously ever again as if they are completely unbiased when it comes to actually analyzing these situations because they have greenlit all of these protests in which literally thousands of people across the nation are backpacking up, bunched together and so forth. And then they say that you can't go to the gym or you can't open up your business because of whatever violations. And then this punk of a, you know, politicians is willing to send goons uh, to or, and more so wants people to rat them out so they can send goons, which maybe stomp a mud hole in you in the event that you decide to resist. But it, it, it really frustrates me because the game is absolutely rigged and people don't seem to to see that. We're not supposed to take someone seriously um, in that regards. If they're going to sit up here and just shift the rules, move the they moved the post time and time when it came to the virus itself. But now they're basically spitting in your face and saying, "Yeah, we did it. Now what? What you gonna do about it?" There's a problem here. Yeah, the air site. They're not hiding the hypocrisy anymore. They are not hiding it. They are just yeah. flaunting it in everyone's faces. They don't, care. they don't care. And you had said it early. We got to fight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's time to fight. Absolutely. You can poke the bear for so long. And I'm just telling you, you guys out there, you want to keep saying, well, let's get rid of police for it, get rid of law enforcement. You have no idea who's protecting you because the hills have eyes. And there's a lot of weird ass country folk out there that are saying, <laughs> okay, Okay, whenever you give us an opportunity, we'll happily do this ourselves. Uh, And you got this. I mean, two months ago, everybody was sending me messages saying, I hope all you Trump supporters get COVID and die. Oh, yeah. We're all going to a rally. Over a million people have applied to get into things. So, hey, you're getting your wish. Why are you complaining? I mean, it's the hypocrisy. I don't understand why, you know, they're out there protesting, holding up their fists and F your flag. But then Nancy Pelosi is going to give a folded up flag to George Floyd's family. What is it? What is it? Are we kneeling? Are we protesting it? Are we giving it away as an honor? I don't understand anymore. It's all hypocrisy. It, whatever fits the narrative at this moment, not this day and age, the moment. You know, I get I get so much flack every time I say the coronavirus is like one of the biggest political scams in American history. And people are like, uh, the, the virus exists. I know someone who died from it. I, I got it. I'm not saying the, there's a difference <laughs> in saying the virus is a hoax and doesn't exist and saying it is being used by people to further their power and control. And Eric, this is a, just the greatest example of this. Oh, yeah, most definitely. They're, they're using this as a, a means to control um, people. And two things can be true. The virus can absolutely exist. And we can also say that the reaction has been just incredibly dishonest. It's been it's not actually an analyzing of data. The experts have been let leading us astray, if, if anything, and running businesses into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an issue with it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's a hoax in that regards not maybe the actual virus because of course it it exists people get sick from it and and so forth i think we all would acknowledge that but in terms of how they reacted and then you're seeing where they like apparently it ain't that damn dangerous because they'll they'll link up with each other i mean all across the nation and in major cities and link up with each other thousands of people all around so apparently it ain't as dangerous as they like to lead us to believe It's almost like all three of us at this table were right the whole time. Back in a minute. I mean, I don't mean to say I told you so.
we get to the poll, I have to show this uh, viral video. Uh, Chris Cuomo, of course, wanted to know where in the Constitution it uh, tells people that they need to be peaceful when they're protesting. This TikTok guy, this TikTok guy, I don't know who, what his name is. I just know he's awesome. He had a response for Chris Cuomo. Very simple. Here it is. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. And please... It's the, the First Amendment. You just got to look it up, Mr. Cuomo. <laughs> I love this guy. I want him on the show. I love him. It's so. I don't know what the best part about it is that he's so casual about it or the fact that he's just eating ramen. Raw ramen. Raw. <laughs> and at one point he sprinkles the seasoning, the seasoning on, it on it and eats it. That's <laughs> gross. But a good response to Chris Cuomo. I feel like the simpler the better when you're dealing with meatheads like Chris Cuomo. Meathead's a good way to describe Chris. You Cuomo. use too many words and you use too big of a vocabulary and you lose them. So I feel like this guy's response was perfect. Uh, all right, today's poll who is more incompetent at governing? The people of Chaz or the U.S. government? Oh, Whoa. shots fired at the U.S. government. That's, that's a tough one. I don't know about, <laughs> no, like seriously, that's a. Uh, oh, man. Eric's stumped. Eric is oh. genuinely stumped. He's. Well, I would say the U.S. government only because they think they know what they're doing and they're a bunch of idiots. I feel like the other guys know they're stupid. They know that. Yeah, they're just well-funded. Yeah. They know their limitations. Yeah. We're so. funding the idiocy. Yeah. Well, let That's us true. know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you. Maybe we're the stupid ones. Maybe. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.